It is Monday, April 24th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well, as we were all together the past few days up in New Jersey for the Ball and Play Tournament. You sound like crap, my man. You okay? Yeah, look, some somewhere along the lines, you know, whether it was at Billy's or whether it was in the subway station or the warehouse, I, I got something. But I'm here. I'm showing up. The voice sounds Good. like not 100%, but I'll get through the oh. show. I got some points to make. I liked your questions today. How about that? Good. Yeah, you thank you. They're, I feel fine. You know, it's been a long few days. Those are a grind, but they're really, really fun. Uh, I think it's coming out in June. And as shocking an ending as we have ever had. That's all I can say yes. is uh, I cannot wait for people to react to what the hell just happened. It was it was crazy. So a ton of fun. Uh, so today's episode is presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. It's sponsored by MLB Nine Innings has a wide variety of game modes from league mode where users play through an entire season to live play by play. They have over 2000 player cards to collect and use in your dream roster, which is the most up to date roster around. Also most up to date logos, ballparks, unis. And they've introduced new historic Hall of Fame players to the MLB nine innings roster as well, like Larry Walker, the big train, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Mike Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman. So download and play MLB nine innings 23 today with the link in the description. Today, I'm wearing the Tampa Bay Rays hat, which I feel like I've done at least once a week so far throughout the first month of the season. They improved to 13 and 0 at home on Sunday, 19 and 3 overall with a win over the White Sox. A lot of people have said the, yeah, but the schedule sucks. Well, look who's coming to town starting tonight. None other than the defending World Series champion Houston Astros. If they maybe don't go perfect in this series, but if they win the series, is that good enough to shut everybody up? I don't know who's still talking, Chris. I'm sorry. 19 and three. I don't care who you play. These are big league ball clubs that you're playing. 19 and three. Even a, honestly, even if you were playing a couple triple A teams thrown in the mix there, 19 and three in baseball is nuts. So like, I, I don't know who's still saying this. I know they haven't played the best teams in April, uh, but like I said, they're still getting the job done and they're doing it by a variety of different ways. I mean, me and Jake talked about them. I'm talking baseball. They're leading the league in pretty much every meaningful category that's offensively and with the pitching staff. Like they are absolutely going off. If I, if you had to guess Chris, who's leading their team, and OPS plus like you might go to Randy Rose Reina. You might go to Wander Franco. You might even go to Yon. I was going to say Brandon Lau. Harold Ramirez. Brandon oh, Lau. H. Brandon Lau is seventh on their team in OPS plus. Wow. Okay. And Wander wow. Franco is right behind him and they are doing exceptional this year. They've been getting contributions from everybody. Now, Yes, Houston's coming into town. They just came. They're coming off a sweep of the of uh, the Braves in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're getting their mojo back. Stella found her groove. Is that a movie? I think it's a movie in your time. It was. Yes, Stella Thanks. gets her groove back or something. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard that reference before. In this instance, Houston That's will be funny. Stella. Um, May though. So if you if you if you are one of those haters that says, "Oh, nineteen and three, but they just played played shitty teams," May is going to be a gauntlet. For this team, I have the uh, schedule up right here. They have Houston, yes. the White Sox. They go to White Sox. Then it's Pittsburgh, who's been playing really well. Then they have the Yankees, Baltimore, Yankees, Mets, Milwaukee, Toronto, Dodgers, Cubs, Boston, Minnesota. Tech. I mean, they are going to run through the gauntlet. So yep. they are going to come back down to earth. They're not going to play 19 and three ball 
the rest of the way. That's just not going to happen. But they position themselves to be in the playoffs already because of this month. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fall a little bit, Chris. But I don't want people to say, "See, I told you so." This team is very good, and they're gonna continue to be very good. And it wouldn't surprise me if in May, after May, how many games will that be? That'll be like let's say forty games total, forty-five games total. It wouldn't surprise me if they were like still like fifteen games over five hundred. Easily, yeah, thirty fifteen. Here's the deal: teams will tell you this if they feel like they're a really good team. You beat up on the bad clubs, meaning you try to win 75% of your games against them. And then if you go 50-50 against the really good teams, that's a hell of a year. That's a hell of a year. That means I meant to say 16 games over 500 because that would mean they went 500 in that daunting schedule. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. I'm not here to correct your math answers and circle them with a red pen and hand them back to you. Now, I understand. Not only have they played a soft schedule, they have played arguably the worst teams in the league. <laughs> so they have, they've played seven series so far, only two against teams with winning records, and they split those. They lost to Toronto. They beat the Red Sox. Here are the other five teams. Tigers, bottom five team, I think. Nats, definitely bottom five team. Reds, bottom five team. A's, they're going to get relegated. And the White Sox, who've been piss poor now for the last year and a half. So I, I understand all that. But that doesn't matter to me. It just, you go 19 and three, you're 19 and three. I tip my cap to you. That's it. And sure, May, whatever. If they go 500 in May, people should not say, see, I told you so. That just means they're still kicking ass for the entire season. Jesus. Dude, let, let, me, let me give you a, a cross sports reference. I know you like that. In college football, look ahead games mm. are a real thing. You know, you start to see these teams in front of you, like, we're better than that team. There could be letdowns. There's been no letdown. None. From this Rays team, especially offensive. You're looking at some of these runs they've been scoring. The numbers. 48 home runs, keep, dude. They just keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. I yeah. think that's the most impressive thing is there just hasn't been a letdown yet. Even though you're playing these bad teams, it's it, it's very common for teams to have letdown series, uh, two series in a row. The Rays have not found that yet. The... uh L.A. Angels, they won a series this weekend, I believe, against the Kansas City Royals, in part because Shohei was ridiculous on the mound Friday night. Seven shutout innings, two hits, 11 Ks. Is he officially a better pitcher than hitter? Oh, this is the, the one question I struggled with. I, I think so, and, and I'll give you my reason. I just think it's with the stuff that he has, like the pitches that he's able to throw, his repertoire. You know, the velo, the movement, um, it's e it's kind of like easier to dominate as a pitcher. If you're able to control those pitches, which sometimes he gets a little erratic, but when he does control those pitches, you've heard, how many times have you heard that from hitters? Like, you just got to tip your cap. Like, you can be very, very dominant as a pitcher with the stuff that he has. And he's smart, too. That's the thing. He ain't just a thrower. He doesn't have this stuff and you just kind of like, well, I'll just aim to the middle and see where it goes. Like, no, he's smart. He reads hitters. He's able to, you know, make adjustments on the fly. I'd say right now, yeah, I think he is, you know, because Jake made this point. I asked him this question on our show, actually. He said, you can make an argument that he's the best pitcher in the American League. You don't know if you can make an argument that he's the best hitter in the American League, although he's shown spurts of that as well. I think just more consistently, mm -hmm. though, I'll go with pitcher for him. Um, because of the things I mentioned, the re the repertoire and the fact that he's smart and knows how to use it. Am I saying By the way, that word right? I don't even know. Yeah, repertoire. That's fine. 
Uh, it's amazing that we're even asking the question. I know it's crazy, bro. <laughs> right? And you have to sit there and think about it. But I do think that it's pretty clear cut that he is a better pitcher. Um, everybody's friend, Sarah Lang's pointing out uh, like five incredible stats about Shohei through his start of the season. 0.64 ERA, lowest by an angel starter through five. 0.092 batting average against. Lowest in a pitcher's first five starts in a season since the mound was moved to its current distance in 1893. Eight hits in 105 batters faced. Fewest in a pitcher's first five starts since 1901. He has also allowed three or fewer hits in each of his last nine starts dating back to last season. Only Jacob deGrom has a better run over the last century. That is some crazy shit right there. The other thing I would say, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe this is what makes um, Shohei so amazing at the dish, he, he, you would never teach hitting the way that he hits. He seems off balance all the time. Like, how many times do you see his ass sticking out and then his back going over here? It just feels, right? It doesn't feel consistent. It can it can feel a little disconnected, but if you really kind of yeah. break down the video, he's he's still connected. Like his power, he he's able to hold on to his power and let it go when he needs to. And that's why sometimes you'll see him out in front, but he still has enough back there to let the ball fly. And he that's why he has that opposite field power as well. Uh, I'm looking at some of the pitching stats right now. They're incredible. He has a 700 incredible. ERA plus. So he's worth seven people. <laughs> uh, yeah, he hasn't allowed a homer yet, Chris. Not one homer in five starts. I mean, this guy, yeah, you mentioned it. Like the, the even that we can can ask a question like this is this guy's gonna win MVP every single year. He's, I'm sorry, dude. I know, and people should not penalize him because people are saying, Well, it's unfair. It's not unfair. There's freaking one of him walking the planet. And if he wins the Cy Young, he automatically should win the MVP. I don't give a shit whether they win 80 games, 90 games. I don't care what that number is. The rest of it, nobody else is as value, that valuable as him. How That's much money it. is this guy going to make? I mean, just put it quick, quick. 600, 500? What is it? Yeah, I would say it's I would say it's probably five, you know, I would put the over under at like 557. Holy shit, man. I think it's over. I think I there's going to be so many teams bidding on this guy. It only takes two I to agree. create a war. I think there's going to be like five or six realistic teams in. Well, I agree with you. I think there is going to be a bidding war in part because what he can mean to your regional sports network on top of everything else, on top of what he brings on the field. He's one of the few guys that you can build your entire baseball calendar around and sell stuff. Pretty awesome. Yes. So, you know what? You won't be able to hit like Shohei anytime soon. I definitely know you will not be able to throw a ball like him anytime soon, but you know what you can do? You can take care of your body the way that that man does, and it all starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also take, and I'm talking about athletes out there, AG1, mm. and that's why we are huge fans here at John Boy Media. AG1 is great for recovery before a workout, even when you need a little bit of a boost. AG1, it's so much more than just green powder. It's all of your key health products all in one. So set yourself up for success. Get this. It has 75 high-quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. And when mm. you got a gut like mine, 
it yeah. needs all the health support it can get. Yeah, that is does. critical. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of what else? Vitamin D. And also, if you're always on the move, you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to bring the big canister. I travel. Ha <laughs> ha! Five free travel packs with your first purchase. So here we go. Go to athleticgreens.com slash baseball today at athleticgreens.com baseball today. Go do your thing. You'll get one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel. <laughs> Teddy uh, sees me taking this stuff. AG sent, sent yeah. us some stuff out and I told yeah. him, he said, what is, what's AG? I said, what's athletic greens. And now he's like, I want that. Cause he's like so into being a good athlete right now. He's like, Oh, I have to have that. Right. Like, why aren't I taking that? Good. He, he tastes it. He tastes it. He likes it. I love that. All right, we continue on. Uh, Jays handed the New York Yankees their first series loss of the season as Vlad just continued to own New York. Of course, he also says, I have no interest in signing there whatsoever if and when I become a free agent. Is it possible that Toronto versus New York has become a more interesting rivalry than New York versus Boston? As an outsider... Of that series, I don't root for the Yankees. I don't root for the Red Sox. I would say yes, as a cat, like a outside mm-hmm. fan, I would say yeah, because there's some, there's been some storylines. Now I know Red Sox, Yankees, the storylines go back to the 1500s and King Charles or the fuck it is. But <laughs> as of late, you know, we have Manoa kind of speaking about Cole on a show. We have Vladdy saying these things. Like he's he said he doesn't ever want to play. He's also told some children that they're his favorite team to beat and the easiest team to beat. And I know like that doesn't mean everything, but it has guys like us talking about it. And it kind of creates like a little bit of, you know, bad vibes between the two teams. And we saw them kind of they they tussled this weekend in the Bronx benches cleared. Um there are there are two teams that I think are kind of like evenly matched, I would say. Like, I don't think one team is better than the other. Uh, So I think it does make for compelling baseball as well. I think it's going to come down. And I think the Rays are going to also come back down into the thing. I think there's going to be a three-team race there and hopefully a four-team race for the AL East. Uh, But the Yankees and the Blue Jays are definitely going to be a part of it. So I would say, yeah, I'd I'd rather right now watch a Blue Jays-Yankees series than a Red Sox-Yankees series. That's just, that's, that's the facts, man. I think that if you talk to anybody outside those regions, they probably say the same thing. I personally don't think it's close. I mean, I, I always talk about, Hey, let's not get fatigue. Let's not get Shohei fatigue. Let's not get Mike Trout fatigue. I won't say the same thing about Yankees, Red Sox. It just, it's another series to me. I don't get excited about it. I do get excited in part because of one thing you said. I think the Blue Jays and the Yankees, you could like flip a coin on these rosters. I think it's that close. And um, that's like what the makes Blue Jays roster fun. more, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think you, you could certainly make that argument, at least until Carlos Rodon makes his pinstripe debut. Sure. I mean, that could change things a little bit. But um, yeah, the Red Sox, they just don't feel like a true contender to me. They've gotten off to a nice start, even though they're in last place. You know, they're over 500. But it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't do much for me. It really doesn't. It doesn't do much for me. I think King Charles is like like now. I meant to say someone yes. that was like a king a long time ago. So, Like a King Henry? Sure. 
Any of those. Go with one of those. Yeah. That was not a great joke. You know, I, I was on the fly, people. Sometimes you swing and miss. Okay. Yeah. I'm King Charles, today. even though he look, even though he looks like he's 437 years old, he's he's not. And by the way, I'm not here to rip on your royalty and stuff like that. Why do we have such plain names for kings? We couldn't have come up with cooler names. Don't you watch The Crown? Olivia watches The Crown, and sometimes I I step in. They're all about consistency, bro. They don't want outsiders. They don't want anything weird. They just want consistency. That's a messed up show, by the way. Is it? Yeah. All right. I'm watching. Sorry. It's a great show. How would I do what? Sure it is. How would how would King Trevor do? King Trevor. Does that sound powerful enough? I like it. Sounds good to me. I'd be one of those guys that'd be like out, like passing out food, you know, to the quote unquote peasants. I just feel like that would always be what I would do, bro. You got to get the people behind you. I'm not trying to keep it all for myself, trying to spread it out a little bit, you know, make sure everyone's taken care of. I feel like I'd be, I'd reign over a a time of peace. But if someone stepped up though and I had to unleash my army, I would definitely do it. And I would have so much hot oil on my walls that like try to scale my walls, bro. You really thought this thing through. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a little simple question. You've played this whole shit out in your head. Defend. I know how to defend my keep. Put it that way. All right. Sunday night baseball game. Fine. David Cohn. Interesting. Our buddy from towing the slab. Of course, he works the booth up there with Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez. He talked a little bit about the sticky stuff again. Alcohol, rosin, sweat, Max Scherzer. Give a listen. Well, we, we did a little, uh, you know, experiment before the game, and I had the, the rosin bag right there. That's the rock rosin. You go on it. I had not too much sweat to work with, but even with just the rock rosin, it got sticky. And then I went to the alcohol to show you. Okay, let me clean it off. I had a little discoloration from the rosin. That's right after the alcohol and after see the alcohol sort of activates what's left of the what's rosin? left of the rosin. Absolutely. And I went back to the rosin bag after the alcohol as well. And that's what I got right there. So if you're just audio only, Coney is uh, at the end of that clip showing a baseball sticking to his two fingers and hanging down like a ceiling fan. Does that explanation help or hurt Max Scherzer's plea? I don't know if it does anything for it. Uh, So here's where I'm at with this whole thing. And I've talked about this kind of ad nauseum now. Like we don't care about rosin and sweat and even sunscreen because you got to wear that. I'm not going to tell someone you can't wear sunscreen. The alcohol part of it's interesting because I read that the umpires told him to wash it out, wash his stuff off with alcohol. And I think that's the case. I've never heard anybody wash off sticky stuff with alcohol. And I'm not just talking about like the stuff that pitchers use. I'm talking about if you get your ankles taped or, you know, you are a position player and you do have rosin on. I I used to put my forearm all the time. I put Mm -hmm. rosin and obviously I'd have the spray sunscreen on and it would get really sticky, like to a point where like, you know, you had to wash it off and soap and water didn't really do it. But there's a thing that you remove it with. It's tape remover. It's a, it's in a bottle. It's blue. It's not alcohol or probably might, it might have some alcohol in it, but it, it takes it off immediately. So if you're going to wash sticky stuff off, that's what you use. Nobody, I've never seen anybody. I've never heard of this using alcohol to wipe it off. So 
if a freaking official told Max to use alcohol to wipe it off, he complied, and then his hands came back sticky like that, no wonder they said it was beyond what rosin and sweat will do. No shit. But nobody uses alcohol to clean off sticky stuff. They just don't. It's Everybody knows you use the blue tape remover, and it works wonders and nothing sticky after that. In fact, it's a little slick. So if this is the case, I think someone owes Max Scherzer a huge apology. If this is what happened. Right? The the way I read it was that he went and used alcohol in front of an MLB official who must not have said anything like, hey, Max, don't use alcohol because you know that that the problem is, once again, to me, is the lack of consistency and transparency. They unleashed that huge statement. I begged somebody to get in front of the camera and people will say, well, what? They already did it in a statement. A statement means that you're the only one whose voice is heard. When somebody is doing an interview, there are follow-up questions because we all have questions as fans. Like the number one question is, why was it different than the Domingo Herman situation? And it could have been entirely different. But we need to know that sort of stuff. So I actually think this makes Max Scherzer look a little bit better unless they're going to come out and say that the alcohol used was a foreign substance. And I'm not so sure it was to clean his hands. I'm still confused. I'm a little bit confused on why he used the alcohol. If he was told to use the alcohol, then they fucked this whole thing up. If he just used it on his own, then he fucked this whole thing up. So it's, I don't know why he would go to alcohol. Okay. So hold on. Is, is the alcohol a foreign substance on its own? It can't be. There's just no reason to have alcohol anywhere near. Like that's for cutting, that's for like cleaning off cuts and scrapes and stuff like that. That's what you use alcohol for. Like there is a substance that everybody that plays baseball knows gets, it takes the pine tar off your bat. It takes anything you want to get off. You use this stuff. I, so I it's guess now very I'm a little confused too, because I thought the MLB official right. told him to use it. I really would love to talk to an MLB official because maybe there is a very simple explanation. But man, it just goes to show you once again, they just want to get their statement out and move on to the next thing. It's just so typical MLB, and that's just not good enough for fans. It's not fair. And if, by the way, it's certainly not fair to Mets fans who have a few questions. Dude, it's, it's, why are we the ones bringing this up? Why is David Cohen having to do experiments on Sunday night baseball? Like this is right. not, it's embarrassing for the sport. It really is. Well, like, do you think MLB's pissed at him for doing that? How could they be? He's trying, he's trying to figure it out oh, just like petty. all of us are. Cause they're petty. Right? That's why. But to your point, Chris, then come out and like, let's like, let's talk about this. Like, oh, they don't like a statement's that. not enough because now we're, we're here wondering what the hell is going on. They're, and again, they don't like to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Alcohol, I don't know where that came from. I'm now more confused than when I started this. I need some alcohol now. <laughs> Jeez. You need something to clear it up. Oof. Hey, I want to tell you about something else. As guys get older, our skin is just not going to look as good. So you're like, oh my God, I need to start taking it care of it. It freaks you out a little bit. It do does. it. Yeah, I know it does. I know it does. And you're a full few laps behind me, by the way. So we have friends at Caldera Lab. 
They create yes. high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. It's backed by leading clinical trials where 9 out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin. Did you hear me, people? Caldera hmm. Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and your confidence. The Regiment Bundle is a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. So you do it when you're brushing your teeth, and you do it right after you brush your teeth and you go to bed, okay? So inside this bundle, you'll find the Clean Slate, which is a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleanser. The Base Layer, it's a nutrient-dense fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin. That's especially important for those of you that live in dry climates. And the Good, or go-to at night, before bed and clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as to help reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. I get mine right here. The old crow's feet. Oh yeah. I want you to get 20% off with the code today at calderalab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using the code word today. So unlock your youthful glow and be ready for summer with Caldera Lab. Believe me, you will thank us later. Mm -hmm. Before we get out of here for the day, there's a rookie who could use some of that Caldera Lab. Why? <laughs> He's been in the minors for 13 years. He is 33 years old. This is awesome. Drew Maggi gets the call to the show. He was in uniform on Sunday on the bench with the Pittsburgh Pirates, who, by the way, have the National League's best record, a seven-game mm -hmm. winning streak, and they just extended their manager, Derek Shelton. It was an awesome scene in his minor league locker room where he got the call up. He's in tears. He's getting hugs. When he met Shelty for the first time as a big leaguer, got the big bear hug as well. He loved that. I imagine for a guy who spent eight-plus years in the show, that gave you a little goosies, huh? It did, because every once in a while you get um, stories like this. I mean, this is kind of the extreme uh, aspect of it. This guy's been grinding it out. And honestly, I have to give him a salute just for sticking it out this long. I mean, it's that's a long time to be in the minor leagues. Um, you could feel like your shot's never going to come. But he kept grinding and doing it. And he's got a lot of support, a lot of guys that play with this guy. He was in the Twins organization, so I know that – uh, a bunch of guys who were, you know, congratulating him and 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 doing all those things. It's I'm curious. I, I can't wait to see his first at bat. I want to see what his face looks like when he walks up to he the better plate. get one. I, I say yeah. he better get one because he was on the taxi squad with the twins a couple of years ago. He did. He was in the dugout. He yeah. never played. I think they call that like a phantom big leaguer or something where you're dressed, you're ready to go, but you don't you don't ever get your shot. It's uh, it's almost moonlight Grammish. A little bit yeah, later. I want to see him step into the box and kind of take it all in. And it's because oh. that's, that's one of the best experiences you have as a big leaguer is your first at bat. You know, just like, oh, man, I'm here. It looks different. Just, and I want to see his facial expression. I do. Some of the numbers are amazing. He has almost 4,500 minor league plate appearances. 4,500, 13 years in the minors. My God. Hey, it's a nice time to come up. The, minor, the major league minimum rose a lot. So, hey. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. The reason he came up is because Brian Reynolds had to go on the bereavement list and we certainly wish him and his family well, but listen, if you're going to get your shot, enjoy it. It comes in all no different, uh, all lasts. different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Uh, Ploof, of course, always on talking baseball throughout the week. Number one baseball podcast out there. We're continuing to try and grow our brand as well. And don't forget about the latest episode of the Rose rotation with Lucas Giolito, some very interesting stuff out there with Lucas. Um, 
So there you go. He's he's always thoughtful. I always like yes. it. He always takes a deep breath before he answers his question. He goes, hmm. And then he starts <laughs> going. That's his thing. Love he didn't that. pitch terribly yesterday. Um, he's actually pitched pretty well his last three starts. So I think hopefully things are kind of twisting and turning a little bit for him. Those hey, listen, sense. my man. Oh, there. I I can't figure them out. Um, I hope you feel better, brother. Thank you. All right. Hang Appreciate in there. Go that. get some rest today. All right. I'm no going tennis to. today. Maybe take a walk. I turned down tennis. I got a text. You want to play? I said, no, I'm out. I need to recover um, and watch some baseball. Good deal. Feel better. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the man who will fight through the sniffles for you, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.